So, hi, hi, Stephen. Hi, Sai. How are you? I'm great, sir. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm coming from Dublin this morning. Um, it's great to be great to be um, on your show and having a, a hopefully a really nice conversation about um, interesting topic. So, firstly, uh, thank you, sir, for giving me opportunity to interview you and uh, uh, giving opportunity to uh, tell uh, uh, the topic and at the same time about you to my audience. You're very welcome. So maybe um, I might start um, just saying a little bit about me. And I'm, so I'm a I'm a research scientist. So I studied in um, I studied in university undergraduate um, studies, and then I went on. Um, I did some work outside of university, and then I went on to study uh, graduate studies. So I, I, um, a master's program, uh, and then a, a PhD program in geography. And then when when I finished the PhD uh, program, um, I was a, a new PhD. Um, holder of a PhD and I, I kept uh, going with research and worked as a postdoctoral researcher. So someone that has their PhD, but is not a, you know, a permanent lecturer. Um, so I've been researching, um, I think nearly, I've been researching climate and climate change for maybe 12 years now. So, so a good while. Um, and as I said, I, I've lived in, I lived in New Zealand for nearly five, uh, five years as part of my work. Uh, and um, I've lived in, in, in different places in Ireland and I'm now I'm back in, I was down in, in Cork in the south of Ireland and now I'm back in, in Dublin in the capital um, working with um, um, the Irish Climate Analysis and Research Unit which is a uni uh, university, um, Maynooth University. Um, so that's that's kind of where I am um, in terms of my, my biography and I've very, been very interested in environmental issues for a long time and I wasn't really sure um, how I would, what, what I would do in terms of doing something useful. So I've kind of ended up um, working in this research area and I really, I really enjoy the work and I really enjoy the people I get to work with as well. There's a nice, um, nice bunch of people. So 12, 12 years is a big time. So I'm sure uh, in this time uh, you might have uh, uh, experienced and understood uh, a lot about climate and uh, the nature created thing. Yeah, so it's it, it's a long time now. the The topic is so big that I've I've kind of focused in on the on the human side of it. So the um, climate change adaptation, so it, adapting to current and future impacts of climate change. And um, there's a whole load of scientists that would focus more on the the physics and the climate modeling. So I, I'm not a climate modeler. I'm not a physicist. I'm a, a social scientist. So I'm an environmental social scientist. So I'm interested in in the human in the systems and um, social change and 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 how we can adapt to make our societies and our communities more resilient to these present and future impacts of climate. So I thought it might be interesting today, Sai, to talk about, to kind of, together we could talk about three questions that might be useful to kind of frame our discussion. So there was a recent uh, report that came out um, not too long ago in, in August, and um, it, basically I can talk about what, what's, what's happening currently with the climate, like a very brief summary. What do we need to do what actions do we need to take? And then how can we take these actions? So there are kind of three things I thought I could discuss with you today and we can we can have a conversation about it. Does that sound like a good way to go? Yeah, I got you. So we'll talk about the recent report and uh, the, the, the analysis that you did. Uh, so it's not my analysis, but yeah, it's an analysis that other scientists did. So maybe just kind of to start, I'll talk about the report and that, that'll... Um, yeah, um, yeah, go yeah, on. So, Brief, so briefly, so the so the um, so so the the report, the assessment report, it's the sixth assessment report. It was carried out by the um, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change was actually established in 1988 by the World Meteorological Society and the United Nations um, Environment Program, um, and 195 countries are involved in, in in that program in that process. They produce a big, huge volume of reports uh, every six to seven years. So the sixth report since 1990 came out in, in August. Um, and what the report is, it's a summary of loads and loads of science. So it's 14,000 different scientific papers were consulted, a thousand different experts and reviewers were involved from all over the world and they gave their time for free. Um, and it was finalized in, on the August 6th and released um, shortly after. Um, so it's a big massive volume so that there's a summary document that's 42 pages and the full report is nearly 4,000 pages. So it's a huge amount of work. Um, carried out by scientists for free because they wanted to to, um, to to display the latest science in terms of climate. Now, briefly, there's three different working groups involved in, in this in this process. So there's a physical science report, and that's the one that came out in August. 
Then there's the second volume, which is um, working group two, which is looking at impacts and adaptation and vulnerability. That's my area. And then there's the third report, which looks at mitigating climate change. So it might, I might talk briefly just about that first report, give a summary if that would be useful of, of some of the, these big impacts. And then you and I can maybe talk about, um, yeah, what in terms of those impacts and how we, we've maybe experienced them or how we're seeing them in the media and everything else. So the world has warmed by 1.1 degrees since the 1800s. Um, and each of the last four decades have been warmer than any decade since 1850. Sea level rise has risen by 20 centimeters since 1901. And for every 1.5 degrees of warming, there's going to be increasing heat waves, longer warm seasons and shorter cold seasons. Um, what's interesting about this, this report, Sai, is that for the first time, the scientists have been able to say conclusively they can see the human influence upon the climate system um, beyond just long term changes. So what that means is they can look at a particular storm event or flood event and say, yes, we can see that because of climate change, this event, there was 20 percent more rain, for example. It was more impactful by so much uh, because of climate. So that's the big that's the big take home message from this new report. Um, what's also really important is to look at climate and biodiversity together because these systems actually work very closely, and that's maybe something we could talk about. Um, there's a load of other types of impacts, but I think I'll leave it there because I don't want to just be talking and talking um, like a lecture. So there's some of the, the kind of the key issues. Um, yeah, and there's the, the, the significant impacts across the world um, associated with, with coast, with sea level rise, with permafrost melting, with changes in ocean temperature, and um, with cities becoming more difficult to live in because of heat. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at in, in 2021 um, in terms of what's happening. So what, what you observed in, this, uh, in these reports? What what do you observe? Because you you said uh, there are there, there are so many groups that uh, worked on this and uh, uh, came to a conclusion that uh, sea level rise at the same time there is a human influence on the environment. So mm -hmm. so how do you think? You know what 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 uh, the future is going to be? What the future is going to be? That's a great question. So what we can say what we can say is. Um, yeah, so there's six main impacts that are, that are going to occur, Sai, uh, projected um, by the literature, by the scientists. So um, I can I can talk about them briefly now. So the, there's going to be an intensification of the water cycle. And what this basically means is there's going to be more intense rainfall and more flooding on the one hand. On the other hand, there's going to be more intense droughts in many regions. So what's happening is essentially with the climate system, because of the CO2 emissions and methane emissions, there's more and more energy put within the planetary system. And it has to ripple through the system and have impacts in some way. And what this is doing is it's giving more energy and more um, and creating more intense precipitation events. So a rainfall event, it's, there's more energy in that rainfall event. It sucks up more water, more water will fall, more rain will fall. Um, also areas that experience dry conditions um, is such that, that, that those dry conditions will become more intense as well. So it sort of intensifies um, our climate system. Um, amongst other, it's very complicated and complex, and I'm not a physical scientist, but that's kind of, that's one thing is, is the water cycle is very complex, and that's um, increased rainfall, increased drought. Um, in coastal areas, we're going to see continued sea level rise throughout this century, and this is going to contribute to more frequent and severe coastal floods in low-lying areas, um, islands, um, coastal cities, um, there's going to be more extreme um, sea level events uh, and potentially so an event that would occur one every 100 years could be happening every year towards the end of this century, a sea level rise, or sorry, a, a coastal storm, a sea level rise event. With the sea level rise piece, Sai, it's a combination of this increased sea level and then if there's going to be a storm event that occurs, there's going to be more energy from the climate system in the storm event and you're, you're going to have the sea level rise on top of that so those combined impacts create these these coastal storms that can be very damaging to, to coastal dwellings um, and coastal assets and people uh, communities um they're going to be the permafrost in the in the poles is going to be um, a loss of the permafrost is, is melting so seasonal snow cover will will begin to reduce and what's really uh, frightening and scary is we're, we're seeing glaciers melting back and not replenishing so glaciers are melting back and a lot of people and communities rely on glaciers for their water especially in the developing world so they they use glaciers for their water supply so if there's no glaciers then the water supply is impacted so that's significant impacts on people's livelihoods and and, and um, 
and their quality of life and even maybe they might be might cause forced migration the changes to the ocean um, include the, the w- w- ocean becoming more acidic and warming um so the oxygen levels essentially in the ocean are reduced and that changes the ocean ecosystem so fish might not be able to breed successfully they might move locations to follow food and then the people would have to you know where they would normally go fishing the fish may not be there or they may be reduced in number so that's a significant impact for people and for biodiversity and finally cities is a big topic so there's going to be impacts in cities essentially um because of the urban heat island effect cities attract more heat because of all the concrete and the darker um surfaces they attract a lot of heat and you're going to get when you have extreme heat days um in urban areas they're going to be very unpleasant and difficult for people to manage especially older people and vulnerable people although there's also flooding and precipitation is linked with um with cities especially coastal coastal cities obviously um in terms of of, of sea level sea level related or coastal uh, flooding um so that's yeah there's some of the impacts that's what we're going to expect as projected by the scientists so according to the report uh, uh, tell me about human contribution to this Yes, so this report um this report talks about the physical climate system but I can talk I can talk to you a little bit about human contribution so we've um emitted a lot of 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 carbon dioxide into the planet and um through 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 um through an industry and and transport and also through agriculture we 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 produce or have emitted um methane um and we actually knew back as far as in 1977 um uh, ExxonMobil um the big massive oil giants they knew about climate change they had scientists within their team um who yes yeah, saw this as an issue so a senior, a senior scientist called James Black was quoted as saying within he was working for ExxonMobil in 1977 he was quoted as saying present thinking holds that man has a time window of 5 to 10 years before the need for hard decisions regarding changes in energy strategies become critical and that was in 1977 a new investigation that came out recently said said that um they understood the science before it became a public issue and they actually spent millions of 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 dollars to promote misinformation on the science so i would argue that they're actually climate criminals and they should be forced to pay significant damages not just exxon mobil but the 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 global oil giants in general um especially to the global south because those in the global south have been impacted most severely currently from 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 changing climate so tell me about uh, species uh, the the you know i'm i'm sure in this uh, in this a lot of uh, research time and uh, uh, in this uh, report uh, they they might have mentioned the species different species have which uh, 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 mistook the birth or this uh, uh, which are expired so tell me about that so the 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 intergovernmental panel on climate change focuses on the climate change impact but it does it does discuss um impacts associated with species as well um we're currently within um a mass extinction event so it's quite it's quite frightening in terms of species so we're currently in the sixth mass extinction um so you've got significant significant species biodiversity loss in terms of ecosystems and climate is a driver in that it's also land use change so people changing their cutting clear felling forests and growing for example palm palm kern palm kernel palm oil um you're cutting you're getting rid of habitats where species would have lived uh, that's reducing um the biodiversity on the planet some of the big species as well have been hunted by by humans so it's kind of climate is is one um a driver so it it's it's a contributing factor to the species loss the other drivers are um caused by by man hunting species and reducing their habitats um and not you know not not con- not conserving them and not um respecting in terms of of looking after our um, our important um plants and animals that we that we need to survive and that are also just intrinsically beautiful to have on our planet so that's not a good news for biodiversity um unfortunately i think it's great to get to talk about this issue on your sh- on your program on your show because i think a lot of people maybe don't think too much about biodiversity because they've got so many other things they're thinking about in their day to day you know their jobs and 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 paying bills and everything else but yeah i think it's a big one the species loss um and people need to start thinking doing more than thinking um um conserving putting efforts towards um species conservation and um really kind of pressuring people within their communities and and politicians to kind of take it seriously in terms of improving biodiversity because 
with improved biodiversity, it's actually really good for us as well as as, as, um, as humans. If you've got a city full of plants and animals and trees, green spaces, it's very good because it makes it more pleasant to live in if there's warm conditions. Um, and it also creates a lovely environment for people to be. Um, so there's lots of positives about looking after our, our, our flora, our fauna, our, our animals and our plants. So uh, before this report, uh, uh, and uh, um, there, the, there is another report, right, uh, which uh, uh, gave the by the same organization, and uh, uh, a lot of countries participated in that. Uh, right. So what is the difference uh, that uh, that is there in in these two reports? Okay, so there's I I I I might need to clarify your question. So there's I think at the top of the of the of the chat I was saying there's three different volumes. So there's so there's this physical science report came out in August. There's going to be a um, adaptation and impacts um, report that will come out in I believe February 2022. Um, yeah, February 2022, the second report. So that would be more focused on. Um, on these on impacts on human systems on what we need to do the kind of actions we need to take and then there's a third report that focuses on mitigation measures so it might be a good time just to talk briefly about what we might need to do so to reduce and, and help ourselves cope with these climate change impacts um actions we need to take in order to limit global warming we need to have strong and rapid and sustained reductions in, in carbon dioxide methane and other greenhouse gases it's certain that like a certain amount of damaged uh, or sort of damaging global warming is, is, is kind of built into the system. Um, so extreme weather events will become more frequent and damaging until we completely stop emitting these greenhouse gases. So what, what matters is that every choice, every emission, every bit of warming actually matters and how bad climate change gets depends on our actions and our choices from now on. So we need to adapt our societies to cope with these impacts. Um, so to give, so we need to rapidly reduce our greenhouse gases um, and we also need to take actions to prevent to mitigate against these impacts that are going to be occurring because even if we even as we rapidly decelerate and decrease our greenhouse gases there's this, the climate system moves quite slowly so there will be impacts that will be felt felt and will occur um, so we need to do both we need to reduce our emissions and we need to um, change our societies and our systems so that we can cope with these increased um, climate impacts um, so we can look at things like making cities greener, as I was saying, tree covers, increasing biodiversity, natural system, natural drainage in combination with, 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 um, with built infrastructure, making room for rivers so they can flood, all these kinds of things. So I'm sure people, everybody who is watching and listening to this uh, will understand what you are saying and uh, what, uh, what we need to improve uh, as a human beings. So, uh, because of this impact, because of this climate change, so which part of the planet is going to be more affected and which species are going to get more effect? Which part of the planet is more affected and which species? So unfortunately for those, and that kind of feeds back into what I was discussing a few minutes ago in terms of this loss and these damages. So areas that are already quite vulnerable in, um, in say, uh, sub-Saharan Africa near the Sahel or in, in location Bangladesh, for example, or the um, Pacific Islands, places that are already beautiful places that are already vulnerable to, to, to climate, existing climate, will experience more um, extreme um, impacts. And they also, a lot of these communities and places don't have the financial wealth that developed the developing world, or sorry, the developed world has, the global north has to kind of, to protect themselves. So unfortunately, those that are the least responsible for a lot of these impacts are going to are going to experience many of them in terms of the climate impacts in terms of species loss it's again it's the areas that are the most abundant and most full of, of, of species um are, are experiencing th these large losses as well because they're more fragile habitats and that's also where that piece about land use change so i know for example in brazil the president was as um kind of aggressively and cutting down large areas of, of, of their rainforests, and that's obviously going to impact biodiversity loss and then in combination with, with changing climate. And um, so uh, and the kind of bigger species are the most vulnerable in terms of the, how the kind of the chain works in terms of relationships between species. So the smaller species are initially at this point anyway, not as vulnerable as the larger, say, mammals or, um, or fish. So, for example, um, large species, um, 
um, such as gorillas, um, orangutan. So orangutan is a good example where they're losing their habitats. Um, uh, whales, for example, and it's this combination of habitat loss and changing climate that's really going to impact um, our biodiversity. So we are one of the uh, one of the species on this on this planet. Of course, uh, one, of, uh, one of the intelligent species. So are are we uh, are we the only species are able to manage uh, uh, the climate change and uh, try to adapt? Because uh, there are a lot of other species uh, that uh, need to uh, you know uh, take uh, take this as a responsibility. That's a great. To, that's uh, a great. That's a great. That's a great question, Sai. I like that question very much. Yeah, so yeah, there are a lot of species and we all we all live on this planet. I guess the advantage that we have is the power of language and the power to, co to collaborate over large distances and in, 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 in quite significant ways. The fact that you and I are having a conversation now um, is testament to that, that we can collaborate and cooperate and talk and communicate and, 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 achieve, and achieve great things. So we have a, the, the unique position that our species has is this self-awareness that and language well obviously other species have self-awareness but this language ability and these the tool ability the tool making ability so yeah we can we can change systems significantly we can change this planet significantly in positive ways um to answer your question in terms of what other species are doing a lot of them are moving they're migrating if they're in a, a, an area that's getting too warm then they're maybe going to go somewhere else where it's a bit cooler but as the planet as the climate changes and, and as areas in general start to warm they're, they're going to run out of locations to move to. So we're kind of, um, yeah, they're adapting and they're, 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 they're doing the best they can, but there's only so much they can do before their habitat, they run out of, of viable habitats. Um, so that's where we come in in terms of what we can do to protect biodiversity, to protect habitats, and to, to radically change our, our move away from this carbon-based, um, fossil fuel-based um, economy that is is not doing us any favor and it's also links in with other wider issues around consumption and sustainable development so the un sustainable development goals agenda promoting um positive changes in terms of how we consume and and how we um how our relationship with the planet so it goes beyond um obviously reducing co2 when we're reducing methane numbers is what we need to do and we need to do that rapidly and aggressively we also need to start changing the way we we live in terms of our footprint our personal footprint so we can all make we all have um i think a way to talk about it maybe is we all have the power to make change and we all have these different spheres of influence so have you come across this idea of spheres of influence before yeah yeah What does spheres of influence? What does that mean to you when somebody talks about spheres of influence? Do you think, or what? Yeah, what what comes to your mind when come uh, when they say about fear of influence? If it is positive, I think uh, you know not only we, uh, every species are going to be uh, get benefit from this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's like a ripple effect. Yes. Um, there's also the idea that if you or I make a change in our behavior. Um, and we talk to our friends and our family and our colleagues if we're working about it, this can ripple out in a very positive way. So we're all connected. So I think it's a nice, I think it's an exciting way, Sai, to look at how we can actually put the changes in place that we need to. Um, and it gives people this idea of agency and power, personal power and agency. So you might think, well, what can I do? I'm just one person or I'm just one family. Climate change is huge. Biodiversity loss is huge, you know. Yes, it is huge, but collectively acting, um, we can make a huge difference and our, our, our individual changes add up to greater than the sum of just these individuals because of this ripple effect, because of these spheres of influence. So for a good example might be um, things you could do, concrete things that you could do. One of the most important things you can do is talk to your friends and family and colleagues about the issue of climate and biodiversity loss and species loss. It's just have that conversation in school, in the pub, at work, in the shop, wherever, just like have those small conversations and, and get people talking about it. Um, something else you can do is maybe um, protest, but in a peaceful manner. So uphold your right to protest. So you've probably heard of this Fridays for Future. So it's a Greta Thunberg. It's a youth-led um, organized movement. It began in August of 2018. And Greta Thunberg, at the time she was 15, and she and the other young activists, they sat in front of the Swedish parliament 
every school day for three weeks to protest against this lack of action in the climate crisis. Um, she posted what she was doing on Instagram and Twitter and it went viral. And it's absolutely massive in terms of the, um, the amount of people involved. So 14 million people are actively involved in the Futures for Friday. Um, 7,500 locations, cities, towns around the world. That's how powerful this, 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 this idea of peaceful protest can be. Another thing, um, this, will I keep talking, will I, will I go on about these actions or what do you think? So uh, what do you say, uh, not, uh, you, as a scientist, uh, you are uh, uh, connected with uh, uh, different go uh, country governments and you are, you are, you are sending the reports and uh, you people are trying to make people aware of uh, the climate change and all, but, but individuals watching people who are, uh, uh, you know, holding their mobiles and watching this video and uh, listening to us, what do you say to them, for, to that person who is watching and listening to you now? I think, I think so. In addition to what I was saying in terms of this protest, etc., there's some concrete things that you can do um, right now. Um, one is just think about your consumption practices. So try and buy less things if you can, um, or think very carefully about what, when you buy something. Know that it will have an impact on the planet. Um, so buy sensible, long-lasting things or, you know, just have start to think more actively about, about what it means to buy something or to throw something away. If you get a new product, a new TV, a new whatever it may be, a new pair of shoes, for example, when you're discarding, don't discard the old products, like try and recycle if you can. Try and think about the impact that these things have on the planet. I think that's something that everyone can do. Another thing you can do is think about your diet. Your diet has a massive, massive impact on this planet. So maybe consume slightly more um, climate um, sensible, climate friendly diet. And that, that may mean eating slightly less uh, protein from meat. Um, it may mean eating slightly less dairy. It may mean um, eating less kind of processed and manufactured or frozen frozen food because there's a lot of energy that goes into into free, you know packaging and freezing and, and shipping and eat more locally based things as well um, where possible. So think of of what of the, of the things that you can do. And as I, I would say again, that conversation piece is so powerful and so important. If you want to make a difference, if you're watching this when as you're watching this video. Um, Talk to your friends about it. Talk, mention that you watched this video. Mention that it was an interesting discussion about climate and it made you think. Um, to whoever, to your mum, to your granny, to your sister, brother, colleague, someone at a bus stop, whatever. Like, It's good to have this conversation and it, and it creates positive momentum. So I would say diet, consumption, and the conversation. There are three things that you could do from right now and it would make a significant difference. So, uh, an individual uh, uh, with his physical, mental, and material energy uh, from the day uh, he born and uh, till the day he uh, lives from this planet. So, how much he is contributing to this bad and good? That's a great question. Um, bad and good. It, yeah. So, I guess I mean I'm again I'm not a, I'm not a physicist. I'm not a I'm not a physical scientist. I'm a social scientist, so I, I can give you a, uh, I can talk about this topic, but not as an expert. But yes, um, I think your question was this net contribution of somebody on the planet in terms of good and bad. So there's there's certain practices that we do. So I guess and, and you you can correct interject if I'm going down a different path than you than, than the question you asked. But things like if you drive a car maybe try and drive a bit less because that has a, a that fossil fuel impact is significant if it's a fossil fuel car if you travel maybe think about traveling less or changing the mode of travel if you can so if you are lucky enough to have the financial ability to fly to different places maybe you you could fly a little less or you could go there for longer and, and take one trip instead of two um those kinds of decisions um this impact again this the, the impact that we have on the planet in terms of this physical is, is, is all these things that we buy so whether houses or washing machines or cars or whatever, printers, material items, it's fantastic that we've developed that we can have these material items that make us more comfortable. Well, we have to realize that there's an impact associated with that. Um, there's also an impact, which is often an elephant in the room around um, 
around population and how many children you may or may not have if you decide to have children. That's an ethically difficult topic and it's not something that I would be an expert or would be comfortable you know, discussing at length, but there are, you understand the repercussions of having, say, a large family over a smaller family. I think the issue there is with, especially in the developing world, having a large family can be beneficial in terms of having more income labor from, 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 um, from those individuals, um, which is slightly different in the developed world in terms of the choices. Um, yeah, so there's like some of the impacts, some of the positive impacts, I think, which is great. I think we need to think of the positives, as you said, not just all the, the bad things. Some of the positive impacts that we do is that we're, as a species, we're fantastically, um, uh, we're social, we, we create beautiful things, art and music, we um, connection, we're very good at connecting and building community. A community is very important and we can, we're very good uh, as a species at creating, um, we have huge potential for creating fantastic things. I think a big part of this narrative as well, a part of this story is how we, the systems and the way the societies, the way that we, we have our societies, the way we develop them. Um, for like so equality and equity and societies that are where everyone is you know of um the wealth disparity is not as large generally it creates happier people happier populations happier communities so we need to think a little bit about that as well um then it kind of gets into culture to be honest this idea of cultural change and cultural awareness and what kind of culture do we celebrate i know from some of your other videos you talk about the idea of success and what success means to different people. Um, I watched um, your video um, with a South African writer, so a novelist. So Amukliani Makuvela, and she's talking about women's rights and empowerment and identity and equality in South Africa. And I really, really enjoyed that interview, that conversation. Um, it was very well, um, very well moderated and she's a very interesting lady. Um, so yeah, we, our, our positive benefits, are our positive potential is huge. So social scientists, I'm sure uh, you'll be observing all the industries uh, which is contributing to the climate change. So so which industry? I'm, I'm a technologist. Uh, I'm from IT industry. So how IT industry is contributing to this uh, climate change? And also tell the, uh, the, the maximum and the minimum uh, uh, contributing industry in the world. That's a great question again. Yeah, I mean, in terms of IT, something that comes up in the media quite recently or has been coming up is this idea of data centers. So data centers do take significant energy to store all our information. So we can do this now. We can have this video. We can upload it. It can be on the cloud. The cloud is, is, is a server somewhere on the planet. So the consequence of having this fantastic IT infrastructure is, 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 is um, energy is needed to power these, these data centers. That's, I mean, I'm, again, I'm... That would be my, my initial thoughts. I'm not a I'm not a technology expert. I think uh, um, there's also obviously also in terms of IT, there's there's all the hardware that gets built, all the computers and monitors and everything else that goes along with it, and that has a has a has an impact. Um, in terms of mobile phones and technology, there's certain minerals and um, materials that are needed to create these, and um, they have to be mined in some cases. So uh, in many cases. So that they, that mining has an impact on communities and um, um, often a negative impact in terms of environmental impact where they where they have to mine and they damage ecosystems and um, uh, habitats to, to get these materials that we need for our, for our, our mobile phones and our, our laptop um, our laptops and all those kinds of things. Uh, in terms of industries making the biggest um, negative impact, I would still say it is very much the fossil fuel industry um and that is undisputable <laughs> so <laughs> indisputable um so these 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 companies that are still you know we still have it's very obviously like the climate system itself is slow to change and slow to move um i understand that to transition away from fossil fuels to clean energy is something that can be slow and takes time but i feel that uh, we need to push our ambition in terms of how quickly we can change our systems across to, to, to more renewable-based systems. One way to do that is to get governments to stop subsidizing fossil fuel, which they do. Um, I understand it's a complicated topic and there's reasons for them to put those subsidies in place for their economies. But I think we need to start moving from 
conversation and promises into action um, in, in, the, in the global arena and in the local and at different levels and scales. So uh, creating cars with uh, electric uh, uh, energy and uh, I think uh, I'm sure uh, people like you, the scientists, the environmental scientists, also the people who are responsible uh, uh, who feel responsible? This is my planet, and I have to be. Uh, I have to contribute uh, uh, my energy uh, to this uh, uh, planet in a positive way. Like uh, you know, when when you talk uh, uh, about this list, Elon Elon Musk uh, comes in the top in the list, I think, and he's one of the richest uh, and uh, uh, caretaking and uh, responsible person on this planet. I feel that. So he he is a person who created uh, uh, the, the the cars that Tesla cars which runs with the uh, electric energy and also he's uh, creating uh, uh, homes and uh, he his his thought is to create homes in the other planet Mars and also uh, his SpaceX uh, he started like he's he's talking about more about humanity and he he concern his concern is about the planet and not to. Uh, uh, destroy environment and not to destroy uh, the, the the natural things which are coming. So you you come under the same. You know you you are the actual person who tells uh, those people what works and what will not work and what is creating damage and what is creating negative effects. So so how how you are uh, uh, creating uh, this awareness to uh, 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 to to this planet? How how many people are uh, getting changed because of uh, your contribution? Uh, that's, that's a difficult question to answer, uh, Sai. It's a good question. It's a great question. Um, I guess in terms of my impact, my positive impact, it is in um, talking talking to, to fantastic people like you, to, to people in, in, the, in, the, like, um, in the media, in the press, in the communicate, communicators, um, and, and, and as I said, telling that story. So telling that story is, is, is a big part of it. Uh, what I also do is a part of my job is to teach. Um, so I teach students about, about the things we were talking about today. And then they, it empowers them to, to make changes and, and to create a society that they would like or try and aim towards uh, the societal change needed. So through, through, through teaching. Um, and then through my work in terms of my research, um, and papers and reports that I publish with ideas and suggestions and recommendations on how we can how we can make these different types of changes that we need to make, and then also in terms of talking to my colleagues at, at conferences, at forums, at workshops. Um, so the other people that are also aiming to to make these positive social changes in in in, in whether they be in the academic, in the research, in civil society, in um, and, and, and NGOs or private sector. So it's kind of, it's a big conversation and there's lots of people involved and everyone um, is trying to make, everyone who is trying to make that positive impact is, uh, is out there and, and communicating and, and um, trying to, yeah, correct, realize these changes. And yeah, so that's my impact, I believe. Um, then on a personal level, like you, like like you, and and um, like like people watching this who don't have anything to do with the like formally anything to do with the environment. On a personal level, I I try and practice what I preach as much as possible in terms of my consumption patterns, in terms of my diet, in terms of my travel pattern, my travel habits, in terms of co having conversations with friends and family about these things. So I try and make impact in that way as well. It's not always uh, it's challenging. It's challenging to, to 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 live in a very sustainable way, and it takes work. And I'm not saying I'm you know fantastic at it all the time, but it's something that I do try and um, try and do, and try and talk to people about. So you mentioned uh, uh, you explained about the tech tech industry, but uh, there are uh, other industries too. Uh, what are those industries which are contributing in plus and minus, in negative and positive way, and how much the contribution is there? And uh, which country, like uh, you know, you said about the data centers. I can talk about it because I'm into cloud. I'm I'm a solution architect trainee. I know about data centers. They put that in a, in a place where there are less natural disasters, and they, they select certain places. And only um, I'm, uh, uh, Microsoft have its uh, uh, its own data centers. Uh, AWS has its own data centers. Like 
Alibaba. There are a lot of other companies in the world are uh, uh, putting their uh, 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 you know the storage, uh, uh, the physical infrastructure uh, uh, in different places where uh, they feel that uh, they can put it safe. So uh, putting this aside, there are other industries. There are other engineers also will be watching electrical engineers, civil engineers, other engineers who studied with me. Like there are a lot of other industries in the world. So how much they are contributing to to this planet and what they have to do in order to make it reduce and make this planet green. It's another great question. So yeah, um, this this is as huge. Like engineers are a huge, huge, huge part of the solution. Um, massive um, and some of the things that they can do or they can be working on are um, as they would already know this transition to renewable energy so these new these new systems that need to go in place be they wind or solar and the grids that support these systems um, infrastructure changing the way infrastructure is built in terms of that make combining more soft Kind of green measures like bio, like biodiversity and plants in with traditional concrete hard measures in terms of flood defense so we have a lot to learn from our colleagues in holland and other places where they can where they manage this um hybrid of of looking at using the environment in combination with um with hard infrastructure to to protect our our, our, our rivers from flooding and our coastlines um engineers as well are going to have a massive part in terms of um of our cities, huge. So uh, creating more sustainable cities that we want to live in. And I haven't even mentioned food in a, in a, in a, um, I've mentioned diet, but there's going to be a huge need for very smart and um, um, motivated engineers to come up with very creative ways for us to grow our food in a more sustainable way that uses less chemicals, that uses less water, um, and ideally produces food closer to populations where, where populations are living. So you're going to, I, I imagine you're going to see a lot more food being grown in urban areas or close to urban areas, because then we reduce our transport costs to get the food into the cities. Um, and we get fresher food because it's closer to us. Uh, and all these positive effects as well, but it will involve physical infrastructure that we need to build. Um, as well with the food, with the peace in the cities as well as, as um, the city component is, is these sustainable urban drainage systems. So urban systems of drainage, if you're going to have more high intensity, high precipitation events, rainfall events, you've got a crazy rainfall event that occurs and it's, it's, it's a lot of rain falling. You need to have your system, your city set up so it can cope with this massive deluge of, of rain, of precipitation of water. So you need to have your drainage network set up that it can cope with that. You need to have surfaces more permeable so they can soak up and spread that water across a larger system rather than channeling it all into a particular location. So you need to think engineers and their 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 the mathematical and in, in and their intelligence in terms of their problem solving ability are a huge huge part of the solution. Yes. Do this social world is creating more impact on uh, on the climate change? Um, the social world. I'll just finish that last point because I didn't actually mention transport. As you said, you're very interested in Elon Musk and the electric cars. I think electric cars have a huge part to play, but I also think we need to think of different modes of transport. So if you've got a city, maybe you don't need an electric car to make every journey. Maybe you can walk or maybe you can take a bicycle or a, or a train. Um, so we need to think of these kind of connecting transport to less impactful um, um footprints. Uh, so yeah, electric car is a big part of the solution, but if you just change every car that's on the road now to an electric car, that's only part of the solution. The other part is making cities more livable, uh, that, that can walk around, you can get to know people if you want to, uh, connect and communicate with people more easily, and, and you can get fit and healthy by walking or by cycling. So that transport piece is very important for well-being and for reducing carbon um, beyond just electric cars. So your question, I think, um, Sai, was is what what is the impact of social media on on this conversation or on this topic? Yeah, social media and uh, every every system which comes under society. Oh, well, that's a big question. That'd be a good essay question for uh, for somebody, yeah, or a book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
you might need to break that into something smaller for me because <laughs> so the common the common thing that uh, everybody in every system can uh, every influencer or every uh, uh, the head of the system can do something uh, to influence people in their system and to create some change and i'm sure uh, people from people who are influencers who are head of the society uh, who are head of the systems and head of the uh, uh, different organizations will be watching this so what do you say how much they can contribute to this planet and what they can what they have to do in order to make uh, uh, this planet to be positive and give the same uh, 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 at least we can try to give the same uh, energy that we have to the next generation i think you just actually went quite a long way to answering your own question there in a very um lucid and and and, and clear way so yeah those social the social influencers the people who are um impactful and and um on on, on social media they can they can do what what we've been talking about for the last 40 minutes all those things um be the change that they can make these changes talk about them to their channels to their to their communities their social media communities and and lead by example yeah so um people like you who are doing that so um just keep keep talking and 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 taking action and talking about the actions that you are taking um based on what we were on our conversation today and tell me the consequences if they don't do uh the consequences yeah i mean the, the, this kind of near the start of our conversation i talked about all those sort of facts and figures and impacts so yeah the consequences if we don't is um is a world that is much less comfortable and habitable to live in where you're going to have issues we're going to have forced migration people that need to leave where they're from to seek employment or to seek new places to live because their their the climate will be such that it's a difficult place places will become more difficult um farming will become more difficult just living in certain locations will become more dangerous and more difficult potentially so there's going to be displacement of population there's going to be species continued species loss uh and potentially a collapse in some of our in our in our biodiversity system so we're going to see a significant significant loss and and uh that we will be very difficult to recover from um you're going to have more and more and more of these extreme weather events that are going to make life more difficult for many 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 people the wealthy and the elites will still manage to live a relatively comfortable life because they can they can use their wealth to to put the measures in place personally to 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 insulate themselves from any of these impacts but most of the world is going to experience huge changes in their ability to have a, a livelihood and a family um for yeah so and i think what i think what um it's an interesting question a lot of people will come if i meet someone at a party or if i meet someone anywhere and i tell them i study climate change then their first often their initial reaction is also we're all doomed and often like many people will say this like um and i will say no um we're not uh many people will be impacted and many people will potentially die because of these huge impacts but as a species we're not doomed we have um the ability to to recover and to become more resilient and to take actions now to prevent these loss of life this loss of life so we have a lot of agency and power now to act in such a way that we can prevent these mass migration human migration events we can prevent this loss of biodiversity we can prevent these terrible damaging impacts that will cause loss of human life so the consequence of of not acting is 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 these is these these horrific impacts um that will occur if we do not so the 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 report uh, statistics that you mentioned uh, 195 countries so which country is taking more responsibility about this planet again very very good question sai your your um insightful question um so the 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 conference of the parties the climate meeting is coming up in in Scotland in um in the UK later this year and that's where the the countries nations come together and agree on pledges and agree on actions to take and yeah we need the big we need the big guys and girls 
to step up and take action. So if you look at just kind of per capita emissions, so we need the USA, we need China, we need Russia, we need India, we need the, the large economies, France, um, um, Canada, etc., the, the UK, those countries that have the biggest kind of GDP and um, produce the most goods are making the biggest impact in terms of climate. So they need to step up and change and take responsibility and ownership um, because those that, because if they don't, then as I was saying, as we were saying, as we were discussing, those in the global south are going to feel those impacts. Those that have contributed the least to the problem are going to it's going to suffer the most. So that's part of the responsibility. Also, part of that responsibility piece is um, is this idea of loss and damage, and that we need to provide millions, billions of um, of dollars to to help those in these developing countries and and uh, BRIC countries to make their societies more resilient to these impacts. So there's pledges that have been made since the Paris the Paris Agreement, the Paris Accord in 2015, um, which was fantastic. We need to honour these pledges. These countries need to step up and and provide the financial um, and the, the 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 money, the finance that they said they would um, to the to, to to people that they said they would. You you already mentioned uh, the key factors which are uh, uh, which are influencing this uh, planet in a negative way already. Can you can you again uh, repeat uh, those key points uh, so that uh, uh, people from anywhere on this planet will understand what is uh, creating negative effect on this planet? I think the key points, yeah, and to summary to summarize is. Uh, the, the fossil fuel, so the CO2 emissions, the fossil fuel emissions from transport and from industry are warming the planet. Um, the emissions from agriculture and livestock are warming the planet. They're the major influences. The changes in land use, where you change a forest into a field, is warming the planet. So they're the three, there are three of the big things I can think of now. I hopefully haven't missed any of my, my physical science colleagues. But yeah, there are some of the big things. And the feed, the feed, the feed loop, the loops when those impacts occur. So places in the in the far north where the ground is frozen, the permafrost, when the permafrost starts to melt and then methane that's buried underneath the ground will come up, bubble up. This is this feed, this loop, these loop effects as well. So they're, they're some of the big um, drivers of this change in climate. So you mentioned the uh, three three systems which is uh, agriculture and uh, one is transport system and uh, another one is industry so industry it's system so so basically everything that involves production on an industrial level yes so you are telling, so you are telling uh, these systems to find uh, new solutions in order to uh, uh, reduce the negative effect that uh, that is happening Exactly, exactly. And the technologies, as your colleagues and friends know, exist and they can be they can be operationalized at scale. Yes. So last question is uh, how much, uh, you know, uh, the, the transport system uh, uh, has uh, improved? I mean, how many vehicles do you have any number? How many uh, vehicles have been sold and how many vehicles are still getting sold and uh, how much of this uh, uh, negative energy is being uh, consumed by the planet? That's a great question. That's a great question. So I, I do not have the answer. I can think of colleagues that would, and maybe um, I can we, after after the the conversation, I can send you on some details of colleagues that would definitely have that answer. It might be worth talking to them in their own right as well. The energy engineers. So I have energy engineer colleagues that would 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 be able to give you those that information. That's not my area. Um, so I would be on Google looking like a Google and look it up, but that's not. That's not, yeah, it's not, it's not my area of, of expertise. Um, yes, so I'm, I'm not sure on those figures. It's a great question. It's not, it's not, um, I don't have the knowledge. So do you want me to share any details uh, to the people, uh, uh, the, the documentation on the website links in the description of this video, people who finds our video on YouTube or yeah. that'd be that's very that's very kind of you. So I think maybe the best way to go in terms of sharing information. So I'm quite active on Twitter. Um, so my handle is doc flood s d o c flood s. Um, I also have re I have a website as well in terms of uh, and I share information on that website as well. So the website is 
Dr. Stephen Flood, so D-R, and then Stephen Flood, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, flood.com. So that's my website, and that has links to my social media and, and links to my research as well. Um, I would say as well, if you if you really want to kind of find out more um, on this topic, you can, there's a list. So um, uh, the climate scientist, Catherine Hayhoe, uh, the United US climate scientist has created a list on Twitter of um, um, scientists who do climate. So if you if you subscribe to this list, it has over 3000 scientists and they look at all sorts of aspects of climate, including the atmosphere, the oceans, the ice, the ecosystems, water, energy, health, and social science like myself. I would say as well, if you're really interested in the sort of social science topic, that um, the working group two, so the as I, the IPCC working group two, which is focused more on this area of adaptation and impact, is coming out in February 2022. So you can keep an eye out for that. Um, so yeah, I think that's that would cover cover the bases. So I'll put your uh, Twitter website uh, uh, links uh, uh, in this uh, on the on the screen. People who finds our uh, uh, video you. can see uh, your your details and. Uh, uh, and also there there will be a lot of podcasters youtube channel uh, uh, the the video creators will be watching this uh, if if you are watching this please interview this uh, person uh, who is a scientist uh, you know uh, try to spread the, the positivity you know he's trying to make change uh, in this uh, on this planet so if uh, uh, if you can do this uh, you know you will be one of the greatest uh, persons greatest uh, persons on this planet and the history yeah you're very kind there's some music happening there as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> no you're, you're very yeah, kind cyan si, you're very kind and um i appreciate that and it's, it's been great talking with you and i really really think you're doing fantastic work yourself and you're obviously a student and you're busy and you're creating all this content with talking to interesting people um about interesting topics with people um, that, that interest you and they're sharing a very positive message and uh, of social change and of learning and of, of growth and and different ways to find success and and it's 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 all it's um it's wonderful um to see and I, i'm very i feel very lucky that you um got in touch to have a conversation so i have a last question so as a social scientist what do you say about me uh, doing the social work me uh, talking with different country people who are into different professions who, who have different uh, backgrounds having different experiences me uh, putting uh, trying to gain their knowledge and putting in the public platform and what do you think that i i will gain from this and what do you think that uh, people who watches and listens to these words through any platform will gain from this what is the contribution that I'm doing as a social scientist. What do you say about my work, your observation? That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah, I think your work is 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 very very important because what you're doing, from my perspective, is you're connecting different ideas and different thoughts and different people, um, and showing the kind of the common, the best in humanity, um, and the best in terms of um, our ability to work collectively, collaboratively. To solve some of these very difficult social problems and issues, um, and also develop ourselves in a way that's positive for our planet and is respectful and full respect and dignity towards other human beings. I think that's the message that you're communicating. Um, I think your impact is because through the through the power of social media and through the power of the internet, your reach and your impact, I imagine, is 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 significant and will increase the more. You engage in the more content you create, et cetera, et cetera. So I think um, you're, as the Irish would say, more more power to you, Sai. So keep going and um, um, keep going with your work. And yeah, more power to you. <laughs> so whenever you want to say anything uh, through my medium, if you have any message uh, that you want to send uh, to the limited audience that I have, if I increase the number, don't know, but I will try to increase the number with uh, this positive effect. So if you want to share anything through my medium, uh, you're always welcome, Stephen, because uh, I, people like you who are trying to create uh, uh, the, you know, this, uh, this influence and uh, trying to make people think about what they are doing and what they should do and what they should not do. It's, it's very important uh, from the person, uh, from uh, the age group who are uh, like 10 to 60 or 70, because your words even 
few words in this video or will affect them and make them think and at least they will try to do something that you said even you can reduce the number of a negative effect that is happening so my, your contribution to my channel my medium is very very important so whenever you have anything to say through my medium I'm, i'll be ready anytime even if i don't be in india now i'm in india if i work in canada or other country so through this technology we can spread the uh this energy and uh, make uh, the world uh, uh, beautiful it's a very um generous offer and um yes i will i will take you up on that offer so i any any point in the future i wish to you want to talk again or promote your work on social media and your message so yes thank you very much very uh, gracious of you can i put this video on my youtube channel with your permission you may indeed yes and also can i put this uh, video and audio clip on my uh, podcast website internet social media everywhere with your permission you may yes yeah yeah thank you stefan keep going keep doing what you love thank you sir you too take care of yourself bye